0: I'm Sarah Abel and welcome to the Parent Talk podcast and my coffee guests today are Nikki and Scylla Lee. Um, it's lovely to have you with us. It's great well, to be here.
1: Great to be with you.
0: And uh, for anyone who doesn't know Nikki and Scylla, uh, they have four grown-up children now and six grandchildren, is it? Mm-hmm. It yes. is. Six and the seventh is on the way, due on Christmas
2: Day. Fantastic. And what they sort range, of ages? Yeah, they range from seven down to one and a half at the moment.
0: Excellent. And Nikki and Silla have written uh, the parenting book and the marriage book and have produced uh, courses on both parenting and marriage that are run all over the world now. Yeah, in uh, over 120 countries and 44
2: different languages, which is
0: really exciting. Brilliant. Well, it's great to have you with us. Now, we've got a scenario um, that has been written to us Mm -hmm. by um, one of our viewers, and it says... One of my friends was telling me recently uh, in the playground uh, that she went to a parenting course and she heard all about something called family traditions that she's going to start doing with her family. She said, I've never heard of this before. What are family traditions and is this something I should be doing and uh, how do I start? So family traditions.
1: What a great question. (laughs) I, I think it took us quite a few years uh, family life, before we realised actually that traditions, doing things on a regular basis, realised that these had real significance in the lives of our children, helped to sort of give them a sense of belonging to our family, sense of sort of the fun and togetherness. Mm, around there's
2: them. there's um, a sociologist um, called Tony Campolo, who um, he writes about the importance of ritual And routine and tradition and the the kind of impact that that can have on family and and he says that it it gives this sense of identity and belonging and that brings security for children and we hadn't really realized that and when we read that we thought whoa that means we have to be much more intentional about the traditions and things that are the regular routines and and rituals if you like that that go on in our family and of course, you can have both positive traditions, but also negative traditions. And that, that, that meant we had to think about some of the things that um, actually had been passed down from our own family. And it was,
1: would... Actually, one of the things that was fun for us was looking at our own upbringings and our own families and thinking, well, what were the things that we did that were traditions actually that gave just what Silla said, a sense of belonging to our family, a sense of security. And thinking about those things brought back some wonderful memories for us. And it helped us to appreciate, yeah, this is something we want to do in our own family.
0: And so what are examples of some Mm. of the traditions that you had for your children that you Mm. introduced together? Well,
2: um, I mean, we had, as Nikki said, um, some are things you do daily. Some are things you do on a weekly basis and others from time to time. Um, I mean, obviously, birthdays birthdays are a wonderful tradition and every family does it differently and um, I have to say I think it was we always celebrated birthdays and in our families um, of origin we had always had birthdays celebrated but Nikki and I were always were quite last minute so often we're not very good at planning (laughs) so so the birthdays tended to kind of not get planned till the last minute so really what became our routine was that whatever happened The the birthday child was always sat in the head chair at the table and had this pile of presents and cards, as many as we could make it look, all around them. They were the center of Sometimes bought
1: at the very last moment, you <laughs> understand.
2: <laughs> From the petrol station. Yeah, out. exactly. <laughs> and then and then I would make a chocolate cake, and it was always a chocolate cake, because that's what they wanted, with candles. And then we'd do it at tea time, and then we'd sort of make the whole room dark, and then there'd be candle lighting, and then we'd come in with the, can, or with the cake. And, you know, and that is how Our kids think of birthdays. That's what we do. That's the basic, whether we manage to do a party or anything else. But it doesn't need to be, you know, just things like that. It can be everyday routine things that become really just part of who you are. And on a daily basis, our bedtime routine became very, very important. And I think one of the things that was most special was storytelling. And you were particularly good at storytelling and our kids loved that, absolutely loved that every night that was going to be a story time.
0: Would they all have it together, the four of them, or would you do it for ages? Well, obviously, for ages.
1: And... one was very little, so it was in different combinations. Sometimes it was the older two, and then the third one would sort of join in and sort of pick up bits of the story. So, so that, that depended on, on their age and the stage of family life. But we did get to the stage where we were reading child, stories to all four children together. And I, I, I loved that, and of course choosing story that was going to hold them, uh, excite them, sort of exercise their imagination, was was so good. But that, on a, you know, sometimes it was had to be shorter because things were. We were doing something later that night, but every night just trying to fit in some time to read a bit of a story became a very special time.
2: And also after the story had finished, then each would go to their own bed. Um, and then we would have a kind of cosy um, time just with each child. I mean, if it was some, often it would be just me because Nikki was at work still or something. But but if it was both of us, we'd take it in turns and be with different children and just have this quiet, sort of intimate time of mm. snuggling them down in bed. And that really brings the the day to a close in a sort of a, a way of of the child knowing that all is right with the world. In fact, Tony Campolo, again, talks about children can have an absolutely crazy day, you know, and and, and things can go wrong at school and we don't even know about it because they don't tell us and um, they can be in all sorts of kind of um, anxiety or whatever. But when you have the same routine, the same ritual, the story, the kind of snuggling down time, that brings them a real sense of everything's all right with my world. Hmm.
0: And do you think it's become more of a challenge to create these traditions in the the sense of sometimes in families we can all be off doing our own thing. When I was younger we might all sit down to watch the same TV programme but generally people don't do that anymore. You might be on your separate devices or in different rooms and people Hmm. might have different meals at different Hmm. times. Has it become more of a challenge and and how do we really be intentional about Hmm. that?
1: I think that's right. It has become more challenging and more important as a result because, you know, some homes where each member of the family could watch their own television, could watch their own, or, or at least their own screen. And even that, just coming together, if it's a special TV programme that, that you watch together, everybody enjoys, or having a, a meal together.
2: I mean, many families actually don't have a table to sit around. And I I remember talking to a young couple who'd been married about uh, three years. And um, they told us how they hadn't got a table. And then they had their first child. And one of their friends said to them, "Um, do you know... I would suggest that you get a table. One of the most important things that happened for us when we became parents was to have a table that we then sat around and had meals together. And that is certainly our experience. In fact, we have a son who's a furniture maker now, and he makes tables. And we asked him, why are you particularly making tables? And he said, well, that's where life happens, around the table. And we had many, many meals around the table together together as a family. In fact, that that was another tradition that we really intentionally um, implemented in our family, that we we had what we called a family night. And once a week, we had a a meal around the table that we were all there for. And then rather than doing homework or going straight off to bed or to do whatever, we would do something fun together. And, um, you know, we'd play a game or we'd um, like in the summer we'd have perhaps a barbecue and or go biking or play cricket or I don't know whatever it was and that became a regular weekly family time that was a tradition that we did Mm. with our children right up until they were teenagers and I mean
1: on and and looking back actually I think that was one of the best investments we made Mm. in family life and unless we'd set that as a tradition once a week, I don't think it would have happened very often. Mm. And we look back on those times and think those were when we had a lot of fun. Of course, they didn't always go well, you know, tears and fights and arguments at times. But there were enough where we had fun and everybody was together doing something. The the other time, weekly time, which just sort of, it happened, it evolved. We hadn't really planned this, was around Saturday breakfast. Mm. And because... Yeah, it wasn't going off to school, it wasn't going off to work. Saturday breakfast became a time where we would have uh, croissant, pain chocolat. And I would take it in turns with each of the children to go off and buy the croissant, pain chocolat. And it just sort of evolved. And those, it was probably, I don't know, 20 minutes going there and back. It became a special time with each child taking them. And I can remember some of the some of the conversations we'd have around just that, that little tradition.
2: And um, something that I brought in from my family was we. Um, I grew up in Scotland and we used to have a summer holiday for one week every summer. And we would um, go to another part of Scotland, To the, I didn't grow up by the sea, so we'd go to a beach and we'd be there for, for um, a week with just my family and um we did that until i was 14 and that was such a strong memory for me of really special times and particularly with my father my dad and cuz we had so much fun and um so we have really felt that um a holiday time is such a an important time to be together as a family so we've sought to do the same And we actually go to the same
1: place. You may say, it's not very (laughs) adventurous. (laughs) Same beach, corner of Southwest (laughs) Ireland where we where we go but it is the it is the regularity and and what we did with our children when they were young we're now doing with our grandchildren when they or we're seeing our children do with our grandchildren with building on those and
2: building on those traditions and they and want to go our children yeah. want to take their children back to the same spot on the same beach have the same barbecue eat the same food <laughs> and do it just the same Swim way Swim in the rain again yeah. yeah, yeah and and i think i remember rob parsons saying it's It's when you hear families say, we always, we always, we always go to this beach. Oh, no, we need to go to that. No, we always go to this beach. And that's a sure sign that there's a a good tradition in there because everybody likes it.
0: I love Rob's story about how he dragged the mattress down to the sitting room and they'd sleep on that. For the family Um, nights. um, What about, um, so for our who who's starting... From mm. the beginning, I mean, maybe they do have traditions. Maybe they just they haven't called them that or haven't mm. recognized yes. it. But what are, what tips would you give to mm. someone who's thinking, "Gosh, yes, this sounds like a great idea. Mm. Where do I start? How do we form a tradition?" Or,
2: well, I would say that the bedtime traditions and the story time is so is so special, and the meal times. I would say those two things start are start with those. Start with those, and it may seem very forced to begin with. But actually, it, you know, children, they really learn very quickly that, that routine is something they can feel identifies who they are and who their family is, and this is what we do in, in our family.
1: And, and then I think the the plan a weekly family night. Just set aside some time and do something that's going to be fun for the children. And if they're little, just playing, you know, party games with them and being prepared to enter into it ourselves as parents. Uh, and that, and if you can put that into your calendar on a regular basis, that will start a tradition. And And we've known parents who've started that where they've said, this has made a... a A big difference to our family life, to our relationships with our families, and the children look forward to it because they know it's coming Mm. each week.
0: Brilliant. Thank you for those um, tips and that advice. Um, And we'd love to hear your family traditions as well. So if you've got some family traditions that you want to share with us, let us know on the Facebook page. And if you've got a question for the podcast, then do write in and let us know. And if we use your question, then we'll give you a copy of uh, Catherine Hill's fantastic book, If You Forget Everything Else, Remember This, Parenting in the Primary Years. Um, But Nikki and Zilla, thank you so much for joining us. And from all of us, we hope to catch you next time. But until then, goodbye. You have been listening to the Parent Talk podcast for the primary years. For further information about our courses, resources, and events, please visit us at careforthefamily.org.uk.